Welcome to the Humble Hoof Podcast. My name is Alicia Harlov. This is a podcast for both horse owners and hoof care professionals, offering discussions into various philosophies on the health of the hoof and soundness of your horse. Please check us out on Facebook or at thehumblehoof.com. Sarah Hunt, a hoof care provider in Southern California, is kind of a boot expert. So much so, in fact, that this is her third time on the podcast talking about hoof boots. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, go back and listen to those as they give a lot of context, especially for horse owners. This episode actually will be focused on professionals and how professionals can incorporate boot fitting and sales into their business. So why don't we just jump right in, I guess. I mean, obviously this is, you know, the third time that you've been on. So how about we start with why my professionals want to stock boots in their truck and, you know, what are some of the advantages you see to doing that? Yeah, I think the big thing that most people think about when about thinking about boots um, is, you know, A, for transitioning, you know, coming out of shoes and going barefoot and B, for using boots during those times. And a lot of people would instead have shoes on. So, you know, trail riding, things like that. And then, you know, there's option C, which is, you know, horses who are in rehab who really need a lot of support. So, you know, a horse founders where you have a navicular case or you've got, you know, some big infection in the foot um, or a resection, something like that, that you need to protect, you know, lots of different places and times where boots are really a game changer for having a barefoot horse. The biggest struggle that folks find with boots is getting the right boot for their horse, getting the right fit you know, taking measurements and ordering and getting a pair of boots in the mail and trying them on and you're not sure if they fit. And if you actually use them, you can't send them back. And it just turned into this huge problem that a lot of folks, they either don't want to deal with or they can't afford. And then they go back to the shoes back on the horse. And so being able to bridge that gap is really something that a skill that all of us barefoot professionals who routinely encourage the use of boots should be able to assist with. You know, if we say, yeah, I'll go put, go put my boots on, but we're not willing to help further than that, you know, it's the same as us just saying, hey, go change the diet. The diet needs work. And then not being able to make recommendations there. Um, you know, our purpose is to support the health of the hoof and the horse. And if we are, aren't educated enough to actually do that, then we're not being nearly as helpful as we could be. And if you are someone who is, you know, not wanting to or not financially able to, you know, you're early in your business, you're still developing a clientele, you know, stocking boots is definitely an investment and an expense. But what you can do is something more simple, which is uh, either just get really familiar with different models so you can make suggestions. You can just get fit kits and just have a fit kits in your truck so that you can actually use an easy boot glove or a scoot or an equine fusion fitting shell and be able to then say, hey, based off of you know my experience, I recommend this model. Here's the size. You can go online to your favorite store and order it and then know that you're at least that much closer to getting the right boot. So yeah, my mindset is really the boots are often the make or break. You know, no one wants to see their horse foot sore. And a lot of folks would love to be barefoot, but they can't deal with getting their horse through that painful period when they've got really problematic feet and being able to bridge that gap really makes a difference. 
Yeah. And honestly, I mean, I always stock easy boot clouds in my truck at all times because I never want to show up to a situation where a horse is really uncomfortable and not have something I can immediately put on the foot and get them comfortable. I, where I struggle. And I think that a lot of people listening might have the same kind of issue is I struggle with stocking riding boots because the amount of choices that you have and the amount of sizes that you would need to be able to offer any boot of any size to that one specific horse that needs a riding boot. I mean, it would be such a huge Mm -hmm. undertaking and it would take Mm -hmm. up so much room. I mean, you know, it's, it's something that I, it feels a little daunting. Do you know what I mean? For sure. For sure. You know, and I work out of a Toyota RAV4, you know, a small little SUV, you know, I do not have a ton of space in my vehicle. Um, (laughs) So I totally hear, you know, needing to prioritize, okay, I have X amount of space. I have X amount of money to purchase inventory with. I have X amount of, you know, effort and energy and time. What is the best way to approach this for my business? You know? I actually started my hoof care business back in 2018, focusing on boots. That was my main focus, not trimming. I had a lot of experience with boots from my own horses, from, you know, fitting horses. You know, I, I had five, six horses that I had fit over the years. And, you know, of course they all needed different things. So I had this huge giant tub of boots in my tack room. And so I would go and you know, I had have friends who called me, and so I'd you know go and try and see if I had any you know, boots that worked for them. And da 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 da. I realized, you know, I probably should just do this as like a business. This would be something I could do. And it was out of that that helping people get their horses trimmed better, so that I could fit them for boots. Because often I'd show up, and the the feet were just not going to work in any kind of boot. And then folks would call me back and say, "Hey, can you come trim again? Because the horse is doing great." And then so on and so forth. And I ended up pursuing certification with PHCP and da, 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 da. And now I, I, I do trim full time. But I started from a, a booting perspective. I started out with um, Easy Care and Scoot Boot. And then as part of PHCP, and now I'm also a Cavallo dealer. And then I've added Equine Fusion. So those are the four brands that I focus on. I do have experience with others as well. And so if I have a client who I say, you know what, I think renegades are going to be the best option for you for what you do. We'll measure and whatnot, make sure that they work. And then the client will go ahead and order the boots themselves. And then I'll provide support from there. So, you know, you don't have to be a dealer for everybody. You don't have to be the expert for all the different brands in order to be successful here. I do really, really uh, agree with stocking a, a rehab boot like clouds. I think having a few of those around is really, really a smart move, especially if you're in an area where horses um, are prone to laminitis and you, you actually get grass, which we don't here in San Diego. Mm-hmm. <laughs> grass pretty much doesn't exist. Um, so we don't get a lot of like seasonal laminitis with spring grass and that kind of stuff. But, you know, I have, but the thing is, what we have here is hard ground, really hard ground. In the summer, our dirt is basically concrete. And so, you know, I pull shoes off the horses and they need protection. So I personally don't stock clouds, but I do stock a lot of cloud pads and I use them in different boots depending on what I'm focusing on with that particular horse. So I think for professionals, having a support boot for rehab purposes 
is really critical. I personally don't allow a horse to go unprotected after initial trimming when I'm pulling shoes, with perhaps the exception of you'll get those feet where, you know, the shoes were tacked on for two or three cycles and then you pull them off and all you have to do is bevel the walls back and the feet are beautiful. And it's like, well, your horse is probably fine. But let's be real that most of the time when we're pulling shoes, those, those feet are in bad shape. So I pretty much don't allow a horse to go without something, whether it's hoof armor, casting, even just by itself. Usually folks will purchase boots here and there. If I've got a horse who I know that I'm going to be coming back in two weeks and doing another trim and changing things more. Um, I have a couple of pairs of loaner boots that I'll let uh, the client borrow for a couple of weeks. You know, so that's always a priority for me is, okay, shoes are coming off. How are we going to protect this horse? So I think it's critical for us as professionals to have that solution there. Here in California, we do have this brilliant shop, Riding Warehouse, which uh, major shout out, but it is free overnight shipping within the state of California. So whenever I do have an issue and I don't have something, you know, we'll just duct tape on some cloud pads and call Riding Warehouse and get something out that day and we'll have it the next day. And that's saved me a few times when I have a horse who, you know, really, really small or really, really large foot that I don't have boots for. But for the most part, I do my best to always have something to protect those horses that are just coming out of shoes. Yeah. And when it comes to riding boots, how do you or how might a professional decide which boots they might want to stock or which ones they might want to have a fit kit for? And I guess that's going to be individual to various situations, but I don't know if you have any tips for that. Mm -hmm. I definitely recommend fit kits. For the most part, they're not terribly expensive and they will allow you to fit any size. And they don't take up that much space. So I have an easy boot glove fit kit, which also works for a glove glue-on fit kit, which is great uh, for those of us who also do some composite work, glue-on work. Um, and then I have a scoot fit kit. And then I also have the Equine Fusion fit kits, which the Equine Fusion fit kits are not whole boots. They're just the soles. So they're not 100% in the, you know, what this fits this is you know, an actual boot that I'm fitting on your foot, so we know exactly what size to order, but it does land you in the ballpark. So, you know, those just, they're not that expensive. They don't take up very much space, and they're really something to have in your vehicle so that no matter where you are, you know, you can say, hey, look, I don't have boots for your horse, but I can fit them, and not by measurements and guesswork, but by actual, here's a boot. I'm going to put it on your horse. My success with fitting boots just went through the roof when I moved to using fitting shells. So I really recommend doing that. You know, going a little bit out of our way to help our clients succeed, just it, it pays off. It makes your clients feel supported. It makes the clients feel like you are there for them. You're going to make sure that they have a, a successful barefoot transition. It's just not that hard to do. And it's going to improve your expertise and really add to the value that you can bring to your clients. Being able to provide not just great hoof care, but support the feet and all that they do between each trim helps you provide that next level of care and service. And even more so, you know, what I've found is my owners who are more involved in the horse's hoof care through the use of boots really create a better 
relationship for me to work with them. And then also they're much more in tune with their horse's feet. You know, partnering with your client to get them hands-on through boots really helps them understand, okay, you know, this thing on the foot is changing. It's different. And they call you between trim cycles and say, hey, something's going on. It's, this isn't right. And so you don't show up at five weeks and go, um, this is a problem. <laughs> now you have a big thing you have to fix. Whereas when they call you partway through because their boot isn't working anymore, you can say, hey, send me a picture and go, oh, dear, you know, you've got a big old you know, chunk coming off of here because we have a white line infection that's been burrowing in there that we haven't noticed. And I need to get out there and I need to, to, to trim it back and we need to treat it, and, you know. Or even just changing wear patterns. You know, they might see something and you go, well, hang on a second, let's investigate this. And you find that, you know, the horse is having an issue higher up the body. And so we can get your know, body work on board or call the vet or do all of those kind of things that we need to do to be a, a big part of the, the owner and hoof care provider relationship. You know, it's not just show up, trim and leave. This is, this is something that becomes kind of almost a, an organic being of itself. Um, a lot of clients start seeing the value in learning basic grasp work to help the, their boots to fit, which also means that the horse's feet are getting a little more attention between times, and that's going to make it easier on us to make improvements to these feet more quickly over time. So yeah, my owners who use boots routinely, they're more concerned about staying on trim cycle. They invest more time in their horse's feet and their bodies and their soundness, and the relationship that we build is a lot stronger, and the horses end up all the much better for it. So booting goes beyond just sticking something on the foot, which is realistically what we're trying to do when we're taking the shoes off. We're not just sticking something on the foot and leaving. We are building something that becomes part of the everyday level of horsemanship. Right. Yeah. And something you had talked about in the last episode too, we talked a bit about break-in period. And I think mm -hmm. that's something that I get a little nervous about when I'm fitting boots, because obviously you can take a fitting shell and put it on the foot and it can seem like it fits perfectly. And then I've actually experienced a few times where once the horse has used the boots a bit and they've broken in a tiny bit, you know, they might've relaxed a bit in their fit. They suddenly aren't as ideal as they might've seemed. And I didn't know if you have experienced that and how you might accommodate that. You know, I don't want to put a fitting shell on that's extra tight to accommodate for break-in if that's going to then cause rubs. So, yeah, I don't know if you have any tips for that or thoughts on that. Mm -hmm. With scoot boots and their fitting shells, they don't have straps on them. You know, the pasture and strap on a scoot boot is not meant to be tight, so that doesn't affect fit. It's just a matter of the front straps and seeing how much of a gap you're going to get in the front of the boot. Is it uh, too narrow, too wide? or the right width for the front strap. So you, if you want to, you can add front straps to your scoot boots, fitting shells, to get an idea of how that actual boot is going to fit the foot. But again, some of this just comes with experience. And unfortunately, there's really no substitute for that besides just doing it and screwing up and then doing it again and potentially getting it right the second or third time. And the thing is, is that some horses just, they are difficult. I've got a couple who you'd think that this boot would fit beautifully and either they do something weird and like at the fourth week of their trim cycle, they just start rubbing like crazy or it's how they move. You know, they have some lateral movement or some twist or something to their movement where you have to just keep trying boots until we get it right. Easy care is great in this regard because they do have a 45 day satisfaction guarantee. 
And so you can actually use your boots and still be able to send them back. So that's wonderful. Um, I've, I haven't had to utilize that much, but it does help my clients feel better knowing that, okay, hey, look, if it doesn't work, it's going to be okay. <laughs> the other thing that I do personally, because I do enough volume with boots and I can sell most of them used, you know, or, or, or barely used with, without an issue, is I do offer a in-person fit guarantee. I don't guarantee boots that I fit remotely. And there are times when I'll tell somebody, look, you know, I can't guarantee a fit on this horse. We just have too many issues going on here. We can keep trying things and I'll work with you as much as I can. But, you know, here's what I recommend for this horse. And if that's not the boot that you want to go with, I can't guarantee that the other options are going to work for you. So obviously this episode is more geared towards professionals. So we can talk a little bit more about, you know, the professional side of things and how we're working with clients on these boot fittings. So for people who might want to stock the fit kits and not necessarily stock the boots themselves, do you typically charge for going out there and spending the time fitting the boot? Do you then, you know, let them go and order the boots themselves? Would you order the boots for them and then, you know, have it drop shipped to them or sold to them? You know, how do you work out the compensation for your time in fitting those boots? Because it is, it can be a significant amount of time. It, it, it really can be. Um, you know, I did a boot fitting the other day and I was there for an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, there was no trimming involved. That was just trying on a few pairs of boots and, and talking to the owner about what the right option was going to be for her horse. So absolutely charge for your time, um, your time and your expertise. You know, that is really what we're charging for, uh, whether we're trimming, whether we're talking about diet, whether we're talking about boots and whatnot, you know, that, 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 that's what we offer is a service based on our time and our experience. And so you need, you, you do need to charge appropriately. So how I do it is have a base charge for the appointment. A certain percentage of that will go towards the, the boot purchase if they're purchased through me. For the most part, I do either have or will get for the clients the boots that I'm recommending. Easy Boots, Scoop Boots, Cavallo, Zequine Fusions. If it's a boot that I don't have and don't stock, I'm not a dealer for, then I will help them figure out what size to order. And I will provide support for them uh, in further appointments. But I have them order a boot that I don't represent uh, because then if there's any warranty issues or stuff like that, then it's connected to the purchaser and not to me. If it is a boot that I do represent, then I will either have the boot with me, um, I'll have them at home, and I can either ship or drop them off next time I'm in the area, or depending, I have a couple of folks that I work with who stock boots here in the States, like in the case of Scoot, and they can get the boots shipped to the clients in pretty short order. Easy Care will do drop shipping, so that's also a choice. Cavallo is great about shipping to the client. So basically, if I talk to a client, we do decide on a Cavallo, then I go ahead and take measurements. Usually, Cavallo measurements are pretty accurate to sizing. And then I'll just give Cavallo a call and they'll ship the boot to the client. It works really well. It's a great system. Um, and they offer that dealer status to PHCP professionals. So if you are a PHCP member, that's something to look into. So as far as being a dealer goes, you know, there is the, the boot itself that you can sell. You know, Scoop Boot, there's one model right now. Um, Cavallo, we've got 
three, four models right now that are pretty similar. Easy Care has a ton of models. Mm -hmm. So Easy Care has a lot of models to offer. And that can be a great thing or not, uh, sort of depending on how you do your business approach. I basically just do easy boot gloves. Um, I find that the glove is just such a great boot that I can fit most horses looking for a performance boot in either a glove or a scoot boot. The other thing is that your glove fit kit is also good for a backcountry. So that's a great option. Um, and we also have glove 50s now too as well. So just with the, with the glove fit kit, you've got three boot options. So that's a neat way to go. And it's also a fit kit for the glove glue on. So definitely easy thing right there. Like I was saying earlier, have the fit kits. It's just, it's a straightforward, easy way to know and get your sizing pretty, pretty much accurate and not have to invest in having a whole bunch of boot stuff that you carry with you all the time. The other thing about being a dealer is having accessories. So a lot of times I'll get phone calls or whatever from clients saying, hey, my straps broke. What do I do? That's something that having with you when you go and help clients or having available at home that you can pop them in the mail, that's really a great way to support your clients with their boot purchases. So having accessories, you know, replacement straps, screws, pads, things like that, then you can support your clients with their boots without necessarily having to dig deep into the investment of the actual boots themselves if that's not something that you're able to do or that you don't want to do. And cloud pads, like we've said already, you know, cloud pads are something that I think everyone needs to have on board because when you show up to a horse who's really sore, you need to be able to give them protection right away. So cloud pads are, are great and you can use them in other boots as well. Um, I've used uh, cloud pads in Cavallos. I use them all the time in equine fusions. So it, it's not need, needing to have cloud boots to use cloud pads. You can also just tape or cast them on for temporary use as well. You can also think about just stocking the most popular sizes that you sell. You know, for me, that's suits and three and four slim, uh, four sizes of gloves and four slight sizes of equine fusions. I don't stock all the equine fusion models. I just stock all of them, uh, the actives and the ultras. I'm contemplating stocking the ultra reins. I haven't decided yet. So, you know, you, just because you're a dealer doesn't mean you have to have everything. And that might be where some folks get kind of hung up as they go, oh my gosh, Scoot Boot has sizes from M triple lot to 11 or 12. And a lot of those also come in slims. That is so many boots. How I, I don't have space in my garage. So you, you, you don't have to stock all those sizes. You know, I've, I've never sold most of those sizes, you know, but I sell a ton of three and four slims. So that's most of what I have around. And I'll have like one pair of, you know, everything else nearby in those sizes. But if I get somebody who needs a larger size, I can size them with my fit kit and then we'll order them that size boot. So that is definitely a way to go to get the best of both worlds there, which is be a dealer, have the boots on hand for the most part. But if you don't have that size, you can still size them with your fit kit and get them a pair of boots. And, and, and not leave them to the mercy of measurements and sending pictures and hoping that what they get in the mail is going to work. 
Yeah, and you touched a bit upon, you know, the accessories and and all that kind of stuff. And obviously, when I think of accessories, one of the first things I jump to are also, like, ways that we can modify boots in various models. And, you know, how much are you modifying boots that you're selling? Because obviously modifying them then, you know, voids their warranty or if there's, Mm -hmm. you know, any chance at return if you've modified them so that you're hoping that it fits that horse better, you can't then exchange it. So boot modifications that are supported by the manufacturer. So something like an easy boot glove power strap or using accessories like the scoop boot mud strap, those don't void your warranty, obviously. Modifications like heat fitting or toe slotting, stuff like that, those do void your warranty. So, you know, some folks are going to be comfortable with doing that and some folks aren't. I really do recommend that as a professional, you do some experimenting with, you know, heat fitting and toe slotting, especially on gloves. That can really be a game changer, especially on hind feet. Toe slots are not difficult to do. You know, you just go ahead and use a Dremel and you know put a slot in the in the toe of that boot, and it really can make a big difference. Um, Pete Ramey has a great article on glove mods on his website. So I would definitely recommend that everybody go in and take a look through there and see what he's done. He's done some neat stuff. Getting creative with boots is something that comes with just time and use of boots and figuring out, okay, here's the weak spot in this boot for fitting this kind of foot. How can we improve it? You know, kind of just getting that the ingenuity and that creativity going and figuring out, okay, how can I make this fit better? You know, just like a farrier does with a shoe, you know, trying some new things, getting creative. You could do it with boots too. And I think that's one of the brilliant things about them. So basic modifications should be in your toolbox. Things like having a heat gun or a butane torch, uh, hole punches, a screwdriver, super glue or Loctite, uh, replacement hardware. That's all the kind of thing that I think having available when you are healthcare professional doing anything with boots is something to have around. Um, Not to mention there's going to be other times where it'll be useful to have those kind of tools with you anyway. So yeah, boot modifications are a great way to go. They do take some practice and some figuring out and experimentation, but uh, don't let the potential voiding of your warranty scare you off of getting a boot that's really going to fit a horse. Yeah. And I guess something that might be harder to explain over a podcast But something that I think would be really helpful for professionals is if you have any like quirks or like things that you've found are pretty consistently, you know, important to note in certain like fit kits or boot fittings, like a certain brand that you feel like, you know, fits a certain way in the fit kit or you might have to accommodate for when you're actually going in fitting the horse. I don't know if you have any tips for anything like that. So certain boots that fit less specifically, you know, they have more room to flex over the um, duration of the trim cycle. They're less particular about exact fitting. Those are fairly easy just to measure for and then order. Um, As long as you have a general idea of how boots tend to behave. Then we have boots like Easy Boot Glove where they have to fit perfectly. There's only four millimeters of difference between sizes. You know, and that four millimeters, a lot of horses will grow that much between trims. So if you have a horse who's on a longer trim cycle, the glove is not probably going to work for you. The scoot boot is a nice, 
example of a boot that is more of a performance type boot, but that will still work over a slightly longer trim cycle because of how the boot has an open toe and open sides. So, you know, there's this quirks is a great way to put it. Um, each boot has their own little particular thing to keep in mind. You know, I always, always size gloves with a fit kit. Um, I generally size uh, scoots with the, with the fit kit as well, just because I have it handy. And um, sometimes it will surprise you. You know, the boot might look like it's going to work, and then you put it on and you realize, ooh, nope, that's that's too tight in the heel bulb and need to go up a size. I very, very rarely fit easy boot glove wides. They're almost square, not round, so they really don't fit wide feet all that well even, because usually excessively wide feet are either very, very round or they're kind of flaring through the quarters. And then you end up with this big gap at the toe pillars and the boots not going to work. Scoop boots are actually great for horses with quarter flares because they have side slots through the quarters. So those flares can actually sort of poke out the edges of the boot. I almost always fit scoot slims. I mean, always is an exaggeration, but I very, very commonly fit scoot slims over regulars. The regulars are very round and most horses have some degree of contraction, especially here uh, in the desert. So the slims do fit real nicely. You know, you'll start to see as you fit horses and whatnot, what kind of sizes that you fit most frequently. You know, I fit a huge number of 13 slim equine fusions huge number it's a, like i i order way more 13 slims than anything else same with scoop boots I, I i i can usually not keep three slim scoop boots in stock to some extent i think that is also regional based on the types of horses people have we have a lot of arabs and quarter horses here but yeah so as far as quirks go you start to get a feel for what shapes of feet and what kinds of movement and what kinds of sports are going to be the most compatible with certain boots. And every so often I do walk up to a horse and I just go, look, I don't know that I can fit this horse for a boot well. You know, to get a good boot fit, the trim has to change. So horses who go too long in terms of trim cycle, that's usually the biggest issue with boot fitting and where we have boot failure come in is because the feet just change too much between the first few weeks of the trim and the last few weeks of the cycle. This is also where it really behooves us as hoof care professionals to sell boots ourselves, or at least fit boots, because, you know, we can really emphasize the point of, hey, you know, we need a good consistent foot for you to have good boot fit. And if your boots are consistently not fitting through the entire cycle, then you know, we need to, to shorten up your trim cycle. Like we can't just go along with an eight week cycle that, that, that just doesn't work. And we know that we should keep keeping these horses on five weeks, you know? So having an owner see that as a compliance issue can be helpful. And actually one question that I do have, so I have a scoop boot fit kit. It's, you know, one of the more popular boots that I fit for. And Something that I notice sometimes is like if they have a robust heel bulb and they have like a healthy back half of the foot, I feel like the back straps tend to be more tight, even if the rest of the boot fits perfectly. Like I don't want to go a size up because then I feel like the rest of the boot will 
you know, have too too much gapping. Do you just like jump to, okay, we're going to get this size and let it break in or get this size and try to kind of like subtly heat fit those heel straps. I don't know the right word to, to call them. Or do you, you know, go with a different boot or do you go a size up and use a shim? Like, what do you do with the scoots? So the scoots, I find the heel bulb straps don't break in that much. Okay. Usually what I find as far as break-in goes on a scoot is going to be the front straps stretch out a little bit, and that's mostly it. So what I probably would look at doing is going up a size but to a slim. Now, I know that seems weird because you're looking at a beautiful, very round foot with a big old honking heel bulge, and you go, ah, why am I putting this foot in a slim? Keep in mind that scoots actually often do really, really well on these kinds of feet because the quarters will sort of poke out those uh, lower side slots a little bit and really hold the boot on securely. So I very often will bump those guys up into the next size, but a slim model. And the other thing too, that just came out with scoot is extra long front straps. This is something that I have asked for a a bunch of times. I know other folks have as well. Um, So the, the long front strap, is really, I think, going to be super helpful on those feet that uh, in the past, like I know I've had drafty type horses who I haven't been able to fit in scoots because, you know, the fit is great, except that that top front strap is just too wide uh, because they have a really robust heel bulb. And so being able to have the extra long front strap, I think is going to help with that a lot. So yeah, definitely consider going up into a slim, even though the foot looks like it should be in a regular size versus a slim getting a little bit creative with sizing is what's going to help fit horses who are not that they're a little bit outside the norm of what the boots were designed to fit you know mules and donkeys for example are in that boat you know very often they have a more upright foot it's going to be a lot more narrow you know even a real super healthy donkey foot you know they're just not the same shape as a horse hoof they're just not, and they shouldn't be. So that's, you know, when modifying boots comes into play and that's when getting a little bit creative and saying, okay, you know, so we're going to take an easy boot glove with the correct width for this donkey foot, but the donkey foot is too long for that size boot. So let's put a toe, let's heat fit it. Let's put a toe slot in it, or, you know, we can do a power strap to snug everything up. You know, that can really be a great option. Um, So that's when your modifications come into play. And a whole lot of this is just creativity and just sort of thinking outside the box. You know, hoof boots are designed to fit the quote unquote ideal foot. And that's great and all, but how many horses do we work on that have ideal feet? Right. (laughs) It's just the, the, the majority of horses don't. So that's when getting creative with sizing and exploring your options comes into play. But some sometimes we'll take a foot and we'll get it fitted up and then do some shimming in the boot itself to sort of you know bulk out the sides a little bit. You know, that's gonna be a really great option in the scoot boot. If you've got a real long, narrow kind of foot with a long toe, um, put them in a slim, put shims on both sides and use a mud strap, to keep the boot nice and secure. All of the different glove modifications you can do, which is just really past a certain point, you can do whatever you want with those things. They're great. You can put pads from different boot manufacturers in the boot that you want to be using. 
You can exchange out Velcro straps for straps with buckles on appropriate boots, you know, for like Renegades, Koalas, that kind of thing. If you have issues with Velcro, you can grind a breakover into boots. So if you have a horse who, you know, has some ring bone or some side bone and you really want to give them a lot of leverage reduction all the way around, then you can just go ahead and grind the boot back, move your breakover where you want it to be. You know, boots really give us so many options. You know, trimming is a subtractive process. You know, we only can take away with a trim. And a whole lot of the time, you'll find yourself going, I really need to add something to this foot. So what are your options? You can shoe or you can put a boot on. And for a horse who's pretty happy most of the time that you just want protection when they're exercising, you know, why are you going to shoe every time? Just, just put a boot on. It's easy. So once you've figured out which boot is the best one for the horse and you've got a boot that fits really well and performs really well, then you're going to have a happier horse and happier for the professional like for us the kind of professionals that will like focus more on the barefoot side of things like if you see if we see a horse that is comfortable 90 percent of the time and we just want them to have some protection for like rockier trails and and things like that that's where i see booting being a game changer where you know like you said we don't need to like apply 24 seven protection or, you know, worry about the horse bombing around in a wet turnout. Well, in my area, a wet turnout and like losing a shoe, but they can have protection for when the owner wants to do more with them. If their feet are just not, you know, that not strong enough at that point to maybe get them where they want to be. So, yeah, I think it's really a, a great thing for hoof care professionals to be able to provide that you know, and have that option for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, a lot of professionals who work with boots, you know, they, they won't fit for clients who are not regular trip clients. And I totally understand that, you know, because it, it, it does add a level of difficulty um, to trying to fit to somebody else's trip. You, and you don't know the horse, you don't know how it's going to wear over time. You don't know, you know, and you may not see the horse again. So, I personally will fit boots for non-trim clients. Um, I don't have an issue doing that. I do chat with the client about, okay, so here's the potential issues of doing that. You know, I don't know how the horse exactly is being trimmed or how the horse wears or how the horse changes over the course of a trim cycle. So I can only be sure of the foot that I'm seeing in front of me that day. But I am happy to do that. Not everybody is. and I totally understand that. You know, it is... Uh, at a level of added difficulty and for someone who doesn't have boots as a main part of their practice um, is obviously, you know, once you've got your clients all in boots, you've kind of lost that level of interest and in, in, in income stream from folks who've already purchased boots for their horses. So whether you want to fit boots for outside clients is, is up to you. Um, I don't have an issue doing it. It is a little bit more complex, but I end, have ended up with new trim clients from doing that, from working with them and describing to them, you know, here's some of the issues that I'm seeing with how your horse is going. Here's some of the you know problems that we're having, you know, hey, I'd love to fit boots for your horse, but you have your horse on an eight-week cycle. And I just don't think I'm going to find success with that. Uh, and I think you're going to be unhappy with your results with the boot fit. You might need a couple of different pairs. So if you have, you know, two different sizes, one for the first half of the cycle, one for the second half of the cycle, and we end up with a horse who's on a short trim cycle and then you know, they may switch to a different provider as well. And so in the end, we get a horse who 
is getting better healthcare just because, you know, hey, the boots aren't fitting uh, when the foot gets really long. So that can definitely be a benefit uh, for the horse for sure, uh, and a personal choice as to whether you want to boot or non-trim clients or not. Awesome. I mean, that's the main questions I have. I don't know if there's any other tips or tricks that you had that you wanted to share. I mean, so much of this just comes from experience. The other aspect that comes into this that a lot of folks aren't comfortable with is the whole perspective that, you know, you're making a sale. It's you're doing the whole salesy thing and whether you're trying to talk people into buying boots or what have you. And for the most part, if you consistently market yourself as a healthcare practitioner and include boots as part of that service that you offer, it's a fairly natural evolution like diet is. You know, as a part of your healthcare practice, you help horses grow healthier feet and you give horses hoof protection. It's all kind of a encompassing approach. And when you first chat with clients initially, you know, mention that time for your boot fitting, whether they want it or not, but you know, time uh, is part of that initial appointment as well as diet. That's how I do it. And I've had a lot, a lot of success with, okay, my initial appointments, you know, they're longer than a maintenance trim. We go over diet. We talk about hoof protection. You know, we discuss the best route to get your horse transitioned barefoot. And that's just, just present that upfront as part of the package. And remember that your time and your knowledge is valuable. Um, you know, charge for the time that you give to your clients. You know, I know it's really, really tempting to say, oh, you know, okay, first trims are X amount and maintenance trims are Y amount. And only ever charge that even if you spend three times as long with that client, you know, because you have a lot of issues going on or because the client wants to talk your ear off. <laughs> Make sure that you are being upfront, but charge honestly for your time. People are used to paying for labor rates, you know, hourly or what have you. And while it's a little bit different for a lot of farriers, and we hoof care is generally charged as a, you know, okay, you know, a trim is X, a full set is Y, a half set is Z. You know, for the most part, I haven't had folks be too upset with me saying, you know, look, hey, your initial appointment is twice as long, that's twice as much. Kind of straightforward. Yeah. I mentioned earlier, you know, I charge X rate for doing a boot fitting. And then they get a discount off of the boots if they purchase through me. I do that to encourage folks to buy through me because I've gone and spent all the time there. You know, sometimes I will have folks go, oh, well, I'm going to go online and look for used boots. And they're like, okay, that's, you know, obviously whatever they want to do is their prerogative. Or they'll have me out and we'll go ahead and look at everything and they decide not to buy boots that day. You know, totally fine. They can contact me later. I'll give them the discount then. Um, but you know, the discount is off of the purchase of the boots. It's not off of the fitting, if that makes sense. Also, the other thing that comes into play when you are selling and exchanging and trading in boots is being able to do handle some used boots. They're a really great option for, you know, folks who are on a tight budget or they're just getting started and their horse's feet are going to change and they know they're going to change over the next few cycles and they're probably going to need a different boot size. So being able to do work with used boots is great, you know. The thing with used boots, oh, folks are trying to find them online and whatnot, and as boots have broken in, they do not fit the same. And so doing a used boot, you really do need to fit the actual individual used boot on the foot to make sure it works. Certain boots are more prone to issues when they're used than others. So, you know, that's just the, the one pitfall of used boots that I do mention to my clients. If they say, well, I'm going to go online and look, I'll let them know, hey, 
your sizing might not be the same because the boots already been stretched out and broken in. So if you do take on old boots for trade or exchange credit, have offset the cost of new ones. Just make sure that you obviously you keep some sort of profit in mind. You know, you do need to make money at this. This is your business and your livelihood and you are providing a convenient service for someone who wants to trade their boots in. If they're looking for the most money out of their boots, then they can go and sell them themselves on Facebook or eBay. <laughs> um, that's not your job. Um, and don't take boots that aren't usable. I did that a little bit at the beginning when I was just trying to figure out how this all worked. And I've got a bin full of boots that are falling apart and only good for the trash bin that I have lost money on, obviously, because I did them in trade with somebody else. So definitely be particular about like only taking on used boots that are resellable for a reasonable amount of money. So all in all, you know, boot sales, they can really help your bottom line, you know, in a business that doesn't necessarily make a lot of money. You know, trimming is, is not like, you know, this massively profitable thing that we do. And we only have X number of trims and years of trimming in us, physically speaking. You know, we have to keep that in mind. And that's another thing that's definitely nice about doing boot fits is that um, it's not physically taxing. And so it's an extra way to kind of bring some additional income in uh, and support your business and make your clients happier in the end. Um, it, it's kind of a win all around, especially if you can make the investment to actually have boots. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. I think it's, you know, a really great thing to have and, and to offer. And you're absolutely right. And I, I don't know if you've been feeling it, but I've been feeling it. We definitely only have so many trims in us. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Well, thank you so much for being willing to do this a third time. Mm-hmm. Awesome. All right. Well, I hope you have a good rest of your day. You too. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. I always say that I'm slightly more hoof obsessed than the average person. And chances are, if you're listening to a hoof care podcast, you are too. So we should probably be friends. Feel free to find me on Facebook or email me at thehumblehoof at gmail.com.